Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And you just heard the number to call to be a part of Calvary Live today, to call in and ask questions. I want to say good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live, where you do get to call in and ask questions. Perhaps your Bible reading has brought up a question that you want some clarity and understanding maybe about Christian living, maybe about our worldview as Christians, about certain things, give me a call. I'm your host for the next hour, Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado. And I know that many of us are ending the work week, uh, maybe school week, uh, and let's end it on a good note. Let's end it on uh, in a way where we're encouraged in the things of the Lord. Um, go to the Word of God for uh, truth and clarity and uh, for encouragement. And so I invite you to give me a call, as you just heard the number, 303-690-3000. Grab one of those open lines, and, and let's discuss Jesus, the Word of God. Uh, let's pray for one another, as you can call in uh, for prayer requests. Uh, and I'm so grateful to be with you. So 303-690-3000. There is a dedicated text line for you to be able to text in a question or a prayer request, and that number is 720-336-0897. That is for texting only. No one will answer that line, uh, but you can uh, text in your question or give your prayer request, and as time permits, uh, we will go to the text line and uh, we will read some of those questions and some of those prayer requests for you. want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners uh, along the Front Range in Colorado, uh, 101.7 in Southern Colorado, uh, you down in the Pueblo area, Fountain, Colorado Springs, give me a call. Uh, spent many years down there in my early years and love to hear from you guys. And uh, give me a call and uh, let's um, see what the Lord has for us today. And then also uh, those of you in northern Colorado from Castle Rock and Parker, up in the metro area, uh, Longmont, Boulder, Fort Collins, Greeley, uh, 89.7 Grace FM, powerful signal up here up into southern Wyoming, in the uh, Cheyenne and Laramie, Wyoming. Give me a call. I'd love to talk to you as well. And also we want to welcome all the truth and Hope FM listeners on the East Coast, you too can call at 303-690-3000. Give me a call. Grab one of those open lines. And uh, as soon as the, the phones start ringing, we'll go to the callers and uh, begin to start asking uh, or answering those questions that you're asking and to be able to uh, pray as you give prayer requests. That dedicated text line, once again, 720-336-0897. And to remind those of you on the East Coast uh, that you are a week delayed, 
And uh, today's program will be playing next week. But you can call right now. Somebody will answer, and we will have our conversation uh, on the air. Also, online listeners, you can call anywhere. And um, and uh, you can, in the United States, at that number, uh, actually, uh, some of you are listening online. Uh, got a call from Hawaii on Tuesday, and, and that was wonderful. That was a blessing. So we know people are listening from all over the country. Give me a call at 303-690-3000. And we have some open lines. Grab one of those open lines. But let's go ahead and go to Kim in Cheyenne. Kim? Kim? Yes, sir. You're on Calvary Live. Oh, thank you, sir, and um, thank you for taking my call. Um, I'm a school bus driver here in Cheyenne, and, and when I don't have kids on the bus, I listen to Grace FM. Um, okay. And I was listening to um, one of the pastors a couple of days ago, and he was talking about how uh, they were talking. The, the whole lesson was about being uh, saved through faith and belief and by God's grace, and, and that uh, Christians really should not um, be negative and vent. And I was just wondering, how, as a human, am I supposed to do that? I mean, are there scriptures that you can... I mean, I have good yeah. days and bad days like anybody else, but I don't sure. feel like... I mean, does it make me less of a Christian if I, I, I feel angry? Do you understand no. what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, because, you know, Kim, we, we all struggle with that, and we all uh, can become negative, we can... Uh, become angry, and that's why the Scripture gives us um, some good commands, some good uh, references that we can take to the Lord. First of all, you say, how can I? Because I am just <clears throat> human, and, you know, we battle with the flesh. And so we are to be ones that rely on the Holy Spirit. That's first of all. I need you, Lord. And Paul, when he was writing to the church at Ephesus, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 12, this um, this will kind of give you a reference. He says that, Be angry and do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. So we do get angry, don't we? We get angry, uh, we get upset, uh, but he says, Don't let that anger go to the place where you're sinning. It turns to wrath. It turns to malice. It turns to being negative. Um, he goes on and he says that let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. So we, we don't want anything negative to come out of our mouths. Uh, you can go through the book of Proverbs. Proverbs talks a whole lot about the things that we speak, um, how we speak. Uh, our words are either going to encourage people they're going to build them up or they're going to tear them down. And, um, and so Proverbs speaks a lot about that. James talks about the tongue, how the tongue is like um, a poison. Um, you know, little six ounces of muscle in our mouth can do a lot of damage. So as Christians, we want to speak in a way seasoned with salt, with grace, and Philippians chapter 2 says, do all things without murmuring and complaining. Um, and so those are all scripture that is given to you and to me. And again, Kim, we live in a world where in your school bus driver, the stresses are there, um, you know, the pressure is there, and, and any of us can, you know, become negative. We look at the things around us in this world, we become negative, and that's why we need to keep our hearts and our mind on the Lord. So hopefully that helps you out. 
That does. That uh, You know, it, as a school bus driver, it's not too difficult with the kids. I just am like, Lord, give me patience, and I say it out loud. <laughs> but what you're saying reminds me of what my grandma used to tell me growing up is God don't like ugly. So, And I, I always try not to be ugly, but I thought there was something wrong with me to even have the no. feeling of anger. No. So I, I try not to express that, and I don't hold grudges and things like that, but I thought maybe I wasn't even allowed to feel anger, and that's what no. I wanted to to call and get a clarification on. No, Kim, you will feel angry. You will feel, you know, because our flesh wears its ugly head. And, you know, here's the thing. Uh, I was reading earlier this afternoon, 1 Corinthians chapter 10 talks about that no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to all men, but God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able but with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Some people read that verse and they say, oh, God won't give you any more than what you're able to handle. That's not exactly what the verse is saying. But what the verse is saying is, listen, in chapter 10, he, in context, he's talking about how the children of Israel sinned. They murmured, they complained. Um, they were ones that um, you know, committed idolatry. But all of us end up getting tempted it's not a sin when we're tempted. When we're tempted to, you know, say something we shouldn't, it's not a sin when we um, are tempted to, um, you know, do, uh, do something negative, murmur, complain, whatever the case may be. It's a sin when we do it. It's a sin when we, you know, just uh, react in the flesh. And so the Lord says, listen, I'm going to give you, uh, there's no temptation that I'm going to make a way of escape that you're able to bear. So for me, and I don't do this perfectly, Kim, for me is I got to stop and I got to say, Lord, help me. Lord, help me not to say what it is really that I want to say. And and Lord, I don't want to be negative. I, I don't want to tear people down. And And I think it's so important for us as Christians that we're not like the rest of the world because, Kim, we live in a culture that— we love to tear each other down. We love to analyze. We love to judge. We love to scrutinize. I mean, we get that on the radio, you know, with with uh, you know talking radio host, um, you know, news. Um, you know, I call them the talking heads. Twenty four hour cable news networks, always analyzing, always you know being negative. We live in a culture. We love to gossip. We love to to do those things. In a Christian, we're not called to those things. But speak the things of the Lord. Children, right. In in my opinion, I mean, okay, well, thank you, Pastor. I appreciate your time so much. You bet. Thanks for calling, Kim. So how is it up there in Cheyenne? You guys getting snow or rain yet? Uh, Just a little bit of rain. Not too bad. Just chilly, very overcast, and we have gotten some rain, but no snow so far. I hope the weather doesn't get too cold, because we got a lot of snow with that blizzard. (laughs) I know you did. We are under flood warnings, though, because if we get too much rain, our our, uh, rivers and stuff are so high up because of all that snow melt. Yep, and that is is a concern. That is a concern. So, hey, Kim, spring's coming. So spring's here. We're headed in the right direction. So thanks for calling. Thank you so much for your time. Have a good day. You too, Kim. Have a good weekend. Okay, we have open lines, 303-690-3000.
And um, one of the things that Kim brought up about uh, here in Colorado, that those of you in the different parts of the country and, and here in Colorado we need to pray for, is there is concern for some flooding because of the snowpack. And uh, we're really sensitive to it up here in the Greeley area because in 2013, we had the floods come through uh, Greeley, through Weld County, uh, up here in northern Colorado. It did a lot of damage. And uh, I have people in my church that, you know, lost businesses and and uh, homes were flooded. It was very devastating. And as we look at the Midwest and Iowa and Nebraska, we need to pray for them uh, that um, the flooding has been terrible uh, when that blizzard came through and uh, a lot of moisture and they're dealing with all that. Homes destroyed, businesses destroyed. Matter of fact, why don't we go ahead and pray for that right now? I think that's a good thing. And be praying for this spring because the concern is with the snowpack being between 130-150% um, that um, if it comes down too fast, we're getting more snow this weekend uh, and uh, we get a wet spring that there could be flooding. So, Father, we just ask right now that you would be with those on the, in Nebraska that we've seen the pictures. Um, we have seen that whole towns have been cut off and uh, homes have been uh, damaged and flooded and businesses and uh, loss of property and cattle and all of that. So, Lord, it's very devastating. So, Lord, we pray that they would be able to, they would dry out, be able to clean up, restore, rebuild quickly as possible, be with those in Iowa and parts of the Midwest. And, Lord, here in Colorado, as we're concerned about that, as we're going to be getting uh, towards runoff here, we thank you for the moisture up in the mountains, but we just pray it wouldn't be a problem when runoff begins next month and there wouldn't be flooding, that the rivers would be able to hold the water, um, that uh, it wouldn't be too wet. We're up here in Greeley, uh, in Well County, and uh, the farmland, the guys are able to get in their fields, be able to plant, uh, be able to get done what they need to. So I thank you for those who work the land. I thank you for those who um, who feed us, Lord, with their hard work. And uh, we just lift all that up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, let's go to Jerry in Littleton. Jerry? Jerry? Jerry in Littleton. Okay, hopefully he didn't drop. Um, he says, in order to be saved, I'm uh, just reading a teleprompt, you have to be a Christian. What will happen to people that follow other religions? And Jerry, give me a call. I'd love to answer that. Um, I'm going to put it on hold just for a little bit, and um, and then we're going to come back to it if we have time, because I think that's a very important uh, question. Let's see. Jerry, are you there? I'm getting your available. Jerry? Yes, hi. Hi. How are you, Jerry? You're on Calvary Live. I am Live. doing good. How are you? Thank you for uh, getting my call. Yeah, absolutely. You got a question for me? Uh, I just uh, want to ask, you know, in order to be saved, you have to be a Christian? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, in order to be saved, you have to be a Christian? And uh, at the end of the time, what's going to happen to other religions? Well, that's a good question. And um, here's, the, here's the thing, Jerry, what the world comes along and says, what culture comes along and says, 
And what's very popular in the world today is it doesn't really matter who you believe in. You can be sincere. Uh, it doesn't matter what religion you embrace, that we're all children of God. Um, their God is expressed in different ways. We all believe in the same God, just kind of this inclusive kind of mentality that is very popular, even among some churches today. But we need to go to what the Word of God has to say. Jesus, in that upper room, in John's Gospel, that he's talking to his disciples, and he's about ready to go to the cross. And as he's getting ready to go to the cross, he's talking to his disciples for the last time. Uh, He uh, is trying to bring comfort to them because they know heavy things are going on. He's been talking about that he's going to be handed over to be put to death. We know that uh, Jesus uh, says, I'm going to go away. Uh, Where I'm going, you can't come right now. And and so they're, you know, very um, troubled by all that. And in John chapter 14, Jesus said, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, and I go and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. So Jesus is saying, Listen, you don't have to be troubled, because I'm going to go and prepare a place for you. But then it goes on to say, Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, and how can we know the way? And Jesus said this, that I am the way, definite article, the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He didn't say, I am a way. He said, I am the way. And we know that Jesus is our salvation. In the book of Acts, for example, I'll read it to you, that when they arrested, that is, the uh, apostles there in Jerusalem for preaching the name of Jesus, um, that uh, the religious leaders uh, arrested them and said, stop doing that. And it was uh, Peter that was filled with the Holy Spirit. And he says that the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified and whom God raised by uh, uh, from the dead— This man here stands before you, talking about the one that was healed. And this is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Then he said this, Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven which is given among men by which we must be saved. So the Bible, verse after verse, tells us that we are saved by believing in Jesus. And Jesus himself would pray in that garden, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, but nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And that was a very important prayer, um, Jerry, because what he's saying is, if if it's possible for a man or a woman to be saved by believing in any other God or being good enough in your own righteousness, I don't have to take on the cup of suffering and death. But because he said, I will take on the cup of suffering and death, I'm going to do the will of the Father, he went willingly and freely to the cross. It proves that Jesus is the only way to salvation. And Jesus himself would say to the religious leaders, that if you do not believe that I am he, then you will die in your sins. So there's many, many verses that back that up. Now what happens to those who don't believe in Jesus? There will be a judgment that will come. 
and there's going to be the great white throne judgment for those who have rejected the gospel message. So hopefully, Jerry, that answers what you're what you were asking. You still with me, Jerry? Yes, that makes sense. Okay, so we want to know what the Bible has to say, and we and um, okay. and if you, Jerry, if you got your radio on, you just want to turn it down um, for me, and um, there's a delay in that. So if you can just turn it down, and then that's going to help us in our conversation. So okay. we want to make sure. Thank you. We want to make sure we know what the Word of God declares to us. And, and the Bible is very, very clear that there is no other name under heaven which a man or woman must be saved. It's the name of Jesus Christ. That's right. Amen? Amen. Thank you for clarifying that for me. Thank you for answering my call. And, you know, Jerry, here's the thing. Just one last note, and I'm going to let you go. Okay. But okay. Paul would say that I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God to salvation for all who believe. Um, and... We as Christians need not be ashamed of the gospel. Um, we want to declare Jesus Christ because when you think about it, Jerry, when he comes back, he's the one that's going to be sitting on the throne. It's not going to be Confucius. It's not going to be Muhammad. It's not going to be Buddha. It's not going to be, you know, some religious guru or whoever. It's going to be Jesus Christ alone so that every knee shall bow that Jesus Christ is, you know, Lord to the glory of God the Father, Philippians chapter 2. So thanks for calling, Jerry. Appreciate it. Thank you. God bless. You too. You have a great weekend. All right. Very important for us as Christians to teach the truth and give the truth and love. The gospel, the world needs the gospel, and we need to stand on the truth. And unfortunately, there are, um, you know, churches more and more that are saying, well, we don't you know, we don't want to be exclusive. Uh, we don't want to, um, you know, whatever the case may be, declare the gospel very clearly. We need to make sure that people know the gospel because Jesus came and died for you. Maybe you're listening, and maybe you, you know, that ruffles you a little bit that, hey, you know, I'm sincere. I think I'm a good person. I've talked to people that think I'm a good person. I'm going to make it to heaven. I'm going to be able to stand before God, and um, and I'm going to be okay. Listen, none of us can be saved in and of ourselves. It is salvation through Jesus, and he loves you, and that's why he went to the cross. He went to the cross so that you might be forgiven of sin, because sin has brought death. That's what the Bible says. And the greatest need for any man, any woman, is to be forgiven of sin. And Jesus went to the cross to be our propitiation, and we are justified freely by his grace through the redemption in Jesus Christ. Jesus, his name, as we believe in him and call upon him, call in the name of the Lord, we shall be saved. There's none other. So we're to share that with others, and, and, and anybody out there, you know, that you haven't come to Christ, call upon him, look to him. He loves you, and uh, he died for you, for you specifically. And he, as he went to that cross, he went for you because he died for your sin. So, and he rose again and he's alive. And that's what makes Jesus unique. Uh, than all the other religious leaders, there's an empty tomb in Jerusalem. All the other religious leaders are still in the tomb. Jesus alone 
conquer sin and death. So just want to press that point. Let's continue with the phone lines. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figgs at Calvary Greeley. 303-690-3000 is the number to call to grab one of those open lines. And so let's go to Susie in Aurora. Hello. Susie, how are you? I'm doing good. Thank you, Pastor. Um, I keep having a dream that I that I'm left in the rapture, that the rapture is happening, I'm left behind. But I know I'm a, I know I'm a Christian, and I'm serving God the best I can, and, you know, I do as the Lord, I think, requires in my life. And But, ugh, those dreams are just, yeah. Well, you know, I don't know how much the enemy has, you know, in um, dreams and stuff like that. He's the accuser of the brethren, he accuses us day and night. He wants to put doubt into us. He wants to put fear into us. But I'm going to give you a um, a scripture that hopefully will be a comfort to you. When Paul was talking about the rapture includes the resurrection, right? And um, at the rapture of the church, we are going to be a generation of Christians. At the time that the rapture happens, we don't know the day or the hour, that there's uh-huh. going to be a genera- generation of Christians that are going to meet the Lord in the air. We're, um, but, you know, everyone, all the Christians before that, you know, they're going to be resurrected first, um, and it's all going to happen in a twinkling of an eye, and then yeah. we are going to, to meet them in the, with the Lord in the air. But yeah. as Paul's talking about the resurrection in 1 Corinthians 15, um, he says, Behold, I tell you a mystery— we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in the moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. Uh, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. So whether, you know, our bodies are, you know, somebody dies, their bodies are put into the ground or whatever, um, to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord, but then at the resurrection or at the rapture of the church, he says here, but we shall all be changed. So I want to encourage you, Susie, you're in that category of all. Yeah. You're in that category of all. So will you rest in that? And yes, you're a believer I, in the Lord. And you know I mean, what? He's I, I not do gonna... tell people about Christ and stuff. And, you know, the other day, like three weeks ago, I have a friend that lived in Pueblo, that lived in, well, lived in Pueblo, um, Something she had cancer and stuff, and I spoke to her about God, and I kept telling her that she needed to accept Christ in her heart and stuff, and she didn't want to. And then last week, I just found out that she passed away. So I think after this dream, the night I had that dream of being left behind. So now that you said, you know, yeah, the devil's probably attacking my dreams and stuff. So I mean, I find comfort in that. Because I'm like, Lord, what am I doing? What am I doing wrong? Or, you know, what yeah. What am I not doing that I should be doing? Rest, rest in His love for you. You have the assurance, you know, that, hey, He is going to say, ah, darn it, I forgot about Susie, you know? I know. Um, <laughs> he sees you, He knows you, He loves you. And yes. the promise is given to you that we shall all be changed. And we're in that wow. category because you belong to Him. So can I pray for you, Susie? Yes, thank you. You bet, absolutely. Father, I pray for my sister, and the enemy comes along, puts doubt and fear into us. That's his weapons. And Lord, I just pray that you uh, would help Susie to renew her mind with truth, and that is the promise, the blessed hope that we have 
uh, whether Susie uh, is and this generation is raptured or whether our life will end here and you'll receive us home, that you don't forget about us. And um, we can be assured that uh, we shall all be changed. And, uh, and we know that uh, our bodies will be raised in the resurrection. We'll be home with you. And we look forward to that promise. I pray that you would just uh, just bring that comfort to Susie and assurance, assurance of salvation, um, that she belongs to you. And um, you will keep her, even as Peter writes, we are kept by the power of God for salvation. And I just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yes. It's just hey, I know Susie. that somewhere in the Bible it says something that people are, in the last days, are going to be having dreams. So I'm like, oh, is that what those dreams are? You know, God's trying to tell me something. But Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, and he can speak through dreams, but... Yes. It's got to line up with the Word of God, Susie. Okay? Hey, oh, thanks okay. for calling. Thank you. You bet. God bless you. Hey, we're going to break here. So on the other side of the break, we have some open lines, 303-690-3000. Grab it right now. We'll be back in about 90 seconds. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And you have joined Calvary Live. This is Pastor Jeff Fix at Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado with you on this Friday afternoon as you end the work week, school week. Uh, let's end it on a good note. Let's talk about Jesus uh, let's uh, pray for you. Uh, let's be edified and encouraged in every way. You just heard the number 303-690-3000. Got plenty of time to get to your call if you grab one of those open lines, and we'd love to talk with you, minister to you. Also, text uh, messaging can be done through a dedicated text line to ask questions or prayer requests at 720 0897. So send in those texts, and if we get towards the end of the show, I'll go to those texts, and we'll talk about uh, whatever uh, comes up on the dedicated text line. But I know that Sally has been waiting patiently from Colorado Springs, so let's go to Sally. Sally? Hi there. How are you? I'm okay. I'm scared, and I've been trusting in God. I have a tumor on my cervical spine, my C6, and it's right okay. next to an artery. So it would, it would make for dangerous surgery, and I've got an excellent neurosurgeon, but my insurance company is saying they won't pay for the CAT scan until we do three other tests first that my doctor says are unnecessary. Um, and this has been going on now for seven weeks, and okay. I'm just frustrated and yes. scared. Yeah, and, and it is frustrating, and um, it can become overwhelming. I want to read to you, from Psalm 62, one of the hardest things is when you're waiting, right? Um, and you're waiting for the Lord. 
And David, he was in a position where he was waiting on the Lord. He didn't know what tomorrow was going to bring. He didn't know what his fate was going to be. He's out in the wilderness, and his heart is overwhelmed. And he says in Psalm 62 that my soul waits silently for God alone, for my hope is from him, and he only is my rock and my salvation, and I shall not be moved. And God is my salvation and my glory, the rock of my refuge, and my refuge is in God. So what we're going to do, Sally, is we're going to place you in God's hand, and he is your rock. He brings stability and strength. But also, I'm going to pray that he gives you a peace, gives you a peace that passes understanding. And the Lord says that we can go to him when we're feeling anxious in Philippians chapter 4 and give our prayer and request with thanksgiving knowing that the peace of God will rule in our hearts. And and he wants to do that. So, Father, I do pray for Sally. She has this tumor on her spine. It requires a, a very tricky, very dangerous surgery. So I pray that the surgery would be done in due order. I pray that the insurance company um, would come through and allow the doctors to do what they need to do. Um, Lord, it's been several weeks here, over a month, and I pray that um, she would get some resolution. But in the meantime, that as she waits for you, that she would understand that you are her hope and that you are her stability and strength. I pray that you bring healing, bring relief to her. But Lord, if you choose to use the doctors to bring healing, to get that tumor out, that it would be done um in your time, it would be done in uh, a way that Sally would be healed and relieved, and Lord, that you would show yourself strong on her behalf. So Lord, we commit her to you, that you would give her peace that guards her heart and her mind, and that passes understanding, Lord, and Lord, that you would be her refuge, and that you would be everything that she needs right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Sally, we're going to be praying for you, okay? Thank you. And then, Sally. Thank you very much. You bet, Sally. Keep in touch with me. Let me know how it goes. Okay, all right. God bless you. God bless you, too, and thank you. I needed, I just, I knew I needed a prayer. Yes. Thank you. And it's a privilege to pray for you, and you call back, all right? I will. Thank you. you. The number to call is 303-690-3000. I believe we have all open lines. And so we got plenty of time in the show. Maybe you need prayer. Um, we I just prayed for somebody, and it, it was a, um, a blessing. I know it's the end of the work week, the school week. Um, looking forward to the weekend. But give me a call. This is your show. Let's talk about the things of the Lord. Uh, let's uh, go to the Lord together. We can go to the throne of grace in time of need and love to be able to do that. Um, so give me a call, and uh, and this is really your show. So we'd love to be able to minister to you uh, in that way. Um, I also want to pray from somebody, Liz from Denver, who texted in. And again, that dedicated text line is 720-336-0897. And it says that, uh, hi, Pastor the doctors are saying I need open heart surgery. Please ask everyone to pray for healing and a brand new heart. Liz 
from Denver. So let's pray for Liz. Liz, we do, uh, or Father, we pray for Liz, that is, and the doctors are telling her she needs open-heart surgery. So we pray that um, as uh, they make plans and prep for that, that you be with Liz, that you would just give her peace in her heart, that um, she'd be strong enough to go through the surgery, and, Lord, that um, the surgery would be successful, that you would bring healing, um, that it would bring strength to her heart, and, and, Lord, that you would work. And so we just lift her up to you right now for your hand to be upon her, to be upon the surgeons and, and the uh, cardiologist and the um, team, the surgery team that will be there, and the recovery, that it would be as, as quickly as possible, that, Lord, they, they would see that your hand is upon Liz and that you would uh, just bring complete healing to her. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. So, uh, again, if you need prayer, give me a call. I'd love to pray with you. Um, we do have Ashley in Denver. So, Ashley? Hi. How are you? I'm good, Ashley. You're on Calvary Live. Good. Thank you for taking my call. Um, yeah. The reason I'm calling is because I've been um, just going through a lot of issues okay. with my husband. Yeah, and, and I'm so sorry. Um, we're actually celebrating nine years of marriage this okay. April. And um, I've just gotten to a point where, like, I just, I feel like I'm getting bitter. Yeah. And with him, like, I can't even be around him uh-huh. without just, like, feeling so negative. And I'm like, yeah, in my head, I'm wondering, like, do I divorce? Which I don't want to do because I have two little ones. Right. Right. But, and, but it's yeah. just like I, I can't. Like I'm getting to the point where I just can't even be around him anymore. Okay, Ashley, I'm going to pray for you. You're in a place of going to the Lord constantly, and and I don't understand what you're going through. All nobody really can, but the Lord does, and He loves you. And to give that bitterness to Him. And you're in a place of waiting on him and praying and ministering to your kids. And I'm so sorry you're going through the pain. I know it's real. I can hear it in your voice. But I want to pray for you. And and I hope, Ashley, that you can have a church family, some women that can encourage you, um, that you're in fellowship with, that you can pray with and and bless you, that you have a pastor that you can talk to, um, I hope those things are in your life, and if they are, are not, I would encourage you um, that those things will be helpful and and um, and and a blessing to you and a benefit to you. So um, I would encourage you if if you don't have that to work towards that and um, be in a church. Um, and it's not just putting a band aid over a wound, but it, it is you know, those around you that are going to help support you. And and we're certainly going to be here to pray for you. But you're in that place of waiting. And you know that it's God's will that you don't get divorced um, and to keep your marriage vows. 
but only he can give you the strength to do that. So, Father, I pray for Ashley. She is hurting. I don't know all what she's going through, but there's bitterness and hurt and, I'm sure, anger in her heart. And, Lord, um, it's, it's, she's got a couple kids. Um, and, Lord, I know that you love her, and I just pray that you give her the strength right now each hour in the home, in her marriage. Lord, I pray that you'd minister to her husband whatever issues are there, that you would deal with his heart. And, Lord, that you be with Ashley, that her heart wouldn't be overwhelmed with bitterness or hopelessness, but to come to you. And, Lord, to find the comfort she needs and the strength that she needs and the wisdom that she needs, that she would be surrounded with some godly women that would help her, to be able to counsel her, to be able to encourage her. And, Lord, I just thank you that she called in today. And, Lord, we lift her up for you to work a miracle. Lord, for you to work, because we know you want to work, and that you would work in this marriage and bring healing and forgiveness and restoration in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for taking my call. I greatly appreciate it. Ashley, you keep in touch with me, and I'm going to be praying for you, okay? Okay. Thank you so much. I will. You bet. Okay. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figgs. Let's go to Desiree and Thornton. Desiree? Desiree? I don't know if she dropped or what, um, but she also needs prayer for Mary Desiree. Listen, if if um, you're listening, I'm going to go ahead and pray for you. Um, and um, so um, I'm going to go ahead. I got a little bit of information here, but the Lord knows your situation. And again, just like Ashley, you're in that place of just going to him, being comforted by him. Um, so, Lord, I just pray for Desiree. I just pray that for her marriage, for healing, um, for her husband, um, who's got some health issues. And, Lord, I pray that he would come um, to salvation, um, that that Desiree would be just that witness to him, that beautiful witness. And, Lord, I pray that you would just touch his heart through all this and that, Lord, that, um, that you would strengthen their marriage and that, as we know that the Scripture says, that we're to stay with the unbelieving spouse that as she does, that you would work in a way that you grow her and strengthen her, that you would bring healing to her husband, more than the physical healing, the spiritual healing. Lord, that uh, he would come to know you through her ministry, through her witness, and through her love. So, Lord, I lift her up to you. Uh, I pray for Desiree that she would be encouraged, that you, that you love her, and that you want to do that work in her marriage, and that you're there with her. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, Desiree, thanks for calling, and uh, we would love to continue to pray for you um, as you just keep in touch with us here on Calvary Live. Uh, 303-690-3000. Got plenty of time for some calls uh, as we're going through the phone lines, and um, love to be able to pray with you. Uh, Love to be able to answer your questions. We're going to go to uh, somebody who's calling uh, in the Denver metro area, 
And you're on Calvary Live. Hello, you're on Calvary Live. I'm calling for prayer. My daughter is a homeless methamphetamine addict, and she's been out on the streets now for about a year. And she's got three children, the oldest of which is in jail as a methamphetamine addict as well, and just had a hot test in jail and went into the hole. So I'm grandma of three, and I'm just out of my mind. A lot of the time, it's it's a horrible thing. I wouldn't wish on anybody. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, let me pray for you, all right? And I appreciate you calling in. And Father, I... I just pray for this mother, um, this grandmother that has called in and her daughter is um, addicted to drugs, homeless, out on the streets. We just pray that somehow that you would get a hold of her heart, uh, free her from this addiction, that she would get the help that she needs, uh, that she would get the spiritual help that she needs. And Lord, for the kids, how difficult it is. And Lord, that I, I pray for my sister here, um, that it's very hard, very difficult. Um, Lord, that she's doing the best that she can, that you give her the strength that she needs, um, the wisdom that she needs, the provision, um, as she does her best to minister. Um, if there is any contact with her daughter, with her grandkids, um, to be able to minister to them, to help with them. Lord, you know the situation, so I just lift this all up to you, and I pray that as the discouragement becomes overwhelming, that she would know there's always hope in you, Lord. So I lift this whole situation up to you, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you. Keep Thank keep in you. touch with us, okay? I will do that. Thank you. Okay. So hard, so, so hard. Um, many of you that are listening, you have uh, perhaps uh, a child, a prodigal uh, son or daughter, perhaps uh, somebody that you care for that's really struggling with addictions and drugs or the world, and uh, pray, pray, pray. And we're here to pray with you. There's always hope in Jesus. And uh, let's go ahead. Let's go to Shelly in Loveland. Shelly, how are you? Good, thank you. Um, I just wanted to reach out and um, to Ashley, who just, who, I just feel the pain in her voice with her husband, and I just wanted to give her words of encouragement. I've been there. Me and my husband had gone through some really hard times, and um, I had questioned, do I just divorce, or what do I do? And we reached out to a Christian counselor, and I just want to say that that made the world a difference between me and my husband. And I also wanted yeah. to encourage her to get the book Power of a Praying Wife. And yes. um, there's, I just think that that'll be just really helpful. I just wanted to tell her that. Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate your encouragement because it's good to hear the testimony of others that, you know, our marriage was about ready to fall apart and end, but Jesus intervened. And one of the things with Ashley or with uh, anyone who's calling in, that's why it's so important that we get good Christian counseling from a pastor that's going to give the Word of God to pray with them, to be around brothers and sisters in the Lord, that's not going to judge them, or, um, but it's going to be there to encourage them and pray for them, because we need that. And, um, and it's so important. Those things are available. And that, that book, The Power of a Praying Wife, 
uh, we have that in our bookstore, um, and it's uh, something that will be very, very helpful. So, actually, hopefully you heard that. Shelly, thank you for calling in because it does bring encouragement that if God worked in your marriage, Shelly, that you know that God wants to work in Ashley's marriage as well. And um, so um, he wants to work in all the marriages that are out there listening that are not good and healthy, that are troubled right now. And it's turning to the Lord and getting help from him in his word and from some good uh, Christian counseling uh, that will be beneficial and a blessing. Amen? Amen. And also, I learned that it wasn't just all my husband. It was my part, also things I needed to work on. It opened my eyes to things of what I needed to do as well. So, anyway. Yeah, because the marriage is, there's three in a marriage. There's the husband, wife, and the Lord. And there is only one that's perfect. And it isn't the husband, and it isn't the wife, right? So that leaves the Lord. That's right. That's right. And there's two imperfect people um, that are living a life together and how we need Jesus. And have you ever found it, Shelley, you know, because I've done a lot of marriage counseling over the years that, um, you know, there isn't there's epistles, corrective epistles to the churches uh, in Christian living. There's not an epistle written to those who are married couples. <laughs> There's no 16 chapters on marriage, you know. Yeah. Uh, Paul the Apostle writing the epistle to married couples. But he does write about marriage um, in Ephesians. Uh, we know that Peter writes about it. We know that he writes about it in Corinthians. There's only a few verses, really, that we have in the New Testament speaking about marriage. Jesus talks about it. But there are some very important things to be said the roles and responsibility as a husband and a wife, um, loving each other, communication, all these things, and we need the Lord to help us. And it isn't like the Lord says, here's 10 steps. What he says is, depend on me. And we did a marriage conference not long ago, and Ephesians chapter 5, it begins with, be filled with the Holy Spirit, be dependent upon the Lord, be looking to him, And as two people do that, then he's going to do that work in you to help you, you know, fulfill your roles and responsibility is respecting your husband and being submitted to your husband and the husband who's going to lead. And the leading is love your wife as Christ loves the church. So very important things to consider what the Lord has to say in his word and very important for couples to be praying together, be submitted to the Lord, be looking to him. And um, so... Thank you, Shelley. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Bye. You have a good weekend. All right. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. I'm kind of looking. I think we have um, open lines. We still got a few minutes left. Um, I'm going to go to the text line and um, try to read this, what we have here with the text messages while we got a few minutes One is, and I think that a lot of us can kind of relate to this, uh, pray for my two young adult kids who knew the Lord but walked away, uh, went to Buddhism, um, and uh, some other things. Um, A divorce and a former Christian, bitter grandmother led them away with the influence of money, 
and other things. But uh, we're going to pray for this one who has put in this prayer request. The Lord knows who they are. But also I want to pray for you that maybe you have uh, an adult child. Um, they're not a child if they're adult, but, you know, children. They're always our children that they've, you know, have walked away from the Lord. And, Father, I do pray for this one that has two adult um, kids that knew you, perhaps raised in a Christian home, but have walked away. One involved in Buddhism, uh, another um, led away by uh, other influences. So we lift these two specifically up to you, Lord, for you to touch their hearts, that the Word of God that was planted in their hearts would would take root there somehow, that it be watered, that, that, Lord, that you would draw them to yourself, that you take the blindness off of them, and that you would minister to them and bringing them back to you, Lord. And, Father, I pray for, for anyone listening that um, I'm sure that there are uh, several that have uh, adult um, children of theirs that are living after the world or walked away from the Lord or whatever the case may be, that that we would be ones as parents, grandparents, to pray for our kids and never stop for our grandkids and that you would do work in bringing them home. Lord, um, bring the prodigal home to you, to your love once again. And Lord, I pray that you would do that work and, and know that you want to do that work So, Lord, we just uh, lift this all up to you, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Hey, we got a few minutes left. I I really, we've been on the phones, and we've been busy since the opening of the show, Um, but I I do want to uh, encourage you. We are just about, uh, after this weekend, actually only three weeks till we get to what is called Holy Week, um, the 14th of April is Palm Sunday, and, and then it's Holy Week till Resurrection Weekend. So it's really coming up on us very quickly. And I want to encourage you, as I did on Tuesday, that first of all, pray about who you might invite to one of those services that your church is having. Maybe a special Palm Sunday, maybe a mundane Thursday, Good Friday service, Resurrection Weekend services. Pray about who you might bring. And um, I was thinking, I was reading because I was, I was looking about, uh, I, I love to, this time of the year as we're getting closer, about um, Jesus as he was making his way to Jerusalem to go to the cross. And I was looking at Luke's narrative about, uh, you know, uh, Zacchaeus. We all have heard Zacchaeus was a wee little man and how the Lord uh, would minister to him and went to his house and he says uh, to Zacchaeus that today salvation has come to this house uh, because he also is the son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. And we know that Jesus desires to save and seek those who are lost. So pray about who you might invite to Resurrection Weekend. They hear the message that we have a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ to a Good Friday service that Jesus died for their sins. And we're going to uh, be doing that. I'm going to encourage our our people, invite somebody. I don't ask a whole lot from my congregation. Uh, I ask them to pray. I ask them to, you know, pray for me and the leadership. Um, and uh, we let them know the needs. 
but but here's the thing invite somebody to church and we can reach people i love using grace fm uh, in our radio program and calvary live but there's something about a personal touch of inviting somebody to church and more people are open this time of the year than ever ever before and so invite somebody a neighbor a coworker uh, a, a family member whoever it might be and say i'll take you to lunch you know uh, to a Good Friday service. So we here at Calvary Chapel, on the 14th, I'm going to do a special Palm Sunday message on Sunday. We're going to divert from our study in Romans. Um, And then on Wednesday, I'm going to do, uh, during Holy Week, I'm going to do a message on uh, the Upper Room Discourse, and then a Good Friday service at noon. And then we have four Resurrection Weekend services, 6 o'clock on Saturday, the 20th of April, and then uh, 8, 9, 30, and 11 o'clock uh, that we will have on uh, on Resurrection Sunday on the 21st of April. So we'll be giving that information out, encouraging people. So get the service times that your churches are planning, and then invite somebody. So I'm going to give extend that that assignment, if you would, to all of you listening on Calvary Live, to uh, you who are out there, invite somebody out to those services. And uh, I know that God wants to work. And we live in very special times. And right after Zacchaeus is um, saved, Jesus gives the parable of the Minas. And he says that because the, they were thinking the kingdom of God would appear immediately, it says in Luke chapter 19. So he tells that parable of a nobleman who went to a far country to receive himself a kingdom, and he gave his servants a mina. You have a mina, invest in it, invest in people, and invite them. Hey, go to church this weekend, grab somebody this weekend, and take them. So God bless you. Thank you, everyone, uh, for calling in. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.